Which tree have you chosen? By Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. As we know from former blasts, God many times refers to people as trees. His planting. Isaiah chapter 61 verses 3 and 4, for instance, is an example. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they shall rebuild the old ruins, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Natural trees cannot do these things. People in the early days knew the terminology and understood the comparison, but it has been lost or forgotten over the years due to false doctrine. God even refers to heavenly beings as trees, as we know from Genesis. We read where free access was given to Adam and Eve to physically eat from all the fruit trees in this garden to satisfy their appetite. But the other trees referred to were to satisfy their hunger for knowledge, to be eaten from when counsel was needed. Genesis chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 tells us, The Lord God planted a garden, eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also, something different from the first, in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, different from the fruit trees, different from the tree of life. One tree was the word of God, the Lord. The other was a beautiful angel that lawlessly twisted God's knowledge into a way of thinking that satisfied his desire to be like God. He was full of pride, and in his arrogance he began to believe his own lie concerning his greatness, becoming a rebel against the law of God and his enemy. Isaiah Chapter 14, verse 14, records the enemy's egotistical thoughts. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. The epitome of pride, a created being, thinking himself greater than, or even equal with, his Creator. He wanted to rule God's creation on earth and steal the place in their hearts and minds, that was connected to the Lord. God warned Adam and Eve to not listen to this angel who he had described as a tree of good and evil. To do so would result in death. The angel's name was Lucifer, meaning son of the morning, now known as Satan. The name means adversary. Genesis chapter 2 verses 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Physical hunger, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, to satisfy their mental hunger. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. 
Is that not clear? The word would have been the perfect tree for Adam and Eve to continue to choose from, as he has the understanding of God, perfectly calculated ideas on how to do all things, and is a tree of life, eternal life, to those that eat of his fruit. Wisdom, too, was with him. Proverbs chapter 8 verses 22 through 30 introduces wisdom to man. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there was ever an earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, or the fields, or the primal dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. As a part of the tree of life, her counsel was also intended to be food for man. To choose her would bring blessings. To turn from her would bring death. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 18 says, She, wisdom, is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happier all who retain her. Proverbs chapter 8 verses 33 through 36 Hear instruction and be wise, and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, wisdom, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. Again, very plain to understand. All those who hate me love death. Adam's wife, Eve, wanted to do things her way, much like many today. She didn't appreciate the Lord's counsel, showing her right from wrong, good from bad, etc. She wanted control and the angel's advice. His knowledge seemed much more to her liking. Before we go any further, let us break up more false doctrine by turning to Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3, where we will see Satan is also referred to as a serpent, a dragon. There are many confusing analogies concerning this serpent. To fully understand who our enemy is, we must see and understand a natural snake did not speak to Eve. If we look in Luke chapter 13 verse 22, we will see Jesus called King Herod a fox. He did not mean the man was a literal fox, nor did God mean Satan or Lucifer was a natural serpent. Revelation chapter 20 verses 1 through 2 is our proof. This is a vision John was shown concerning Satan's fall. 
Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, that spoke to Eve, who is the devil, and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. How clear is that? So as we read, Satan was referred to as a serpent. Why? Because his lies were as a snake venom, injected into Eve's heart. The subtle, snaky nature of the devil deceived her. He was very beautiful, but deadly. Besides, did you know the number 8314 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary for serpent is the same as for a seraph, which is a fiery appearing angel? Coincidence? Or is it another clue for mankind, designed to reveal who and what Satan really is? So now let us read through God's wisdom from Genesis chapter 3, verses 4 through 6. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Lie one. For God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, open to his counsel and knowledge, his world, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Lie too. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, mentally satisfying, that it was pleasant to the eyes, he was a handsome angel of light, and a tree desirable to make one wise, his knowledge seemed more palatable. She took of its fruit and ate. She ingested the fruit of his counsel, swallowed his lies. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Humanity still walks in Satan's twisted thinking and continues to believe his same old lies. Now both Adam and Eve would reason and begin to rationalize from Satan's knowledge, as with the generations after them. There was no need to rationalize before their fall or make excuses. They didn't sin then or make mistakes. This was not the only change. When Eve refused wisdom, an unrighteous spirit entered her mind, thus allowing Leviathan access to man for the first time. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, explains this phenomenon. Enoch, chapter 42, verses 2 and 3. Wisdom went forth to make her dwelling among the children of men, and found no dwelling place. Wisdom returned to her place, and took her seat among the angels. And unrighteousness went forth from her chambers, whom she saw, not she found. She wasn't trying to deceive Eve. She just found her sinning, and moved in and dwelt with them. As rain in a desert, and dew on a thirsty land, and along with Satan, satisfied their hunger and thirst for knowing evil. Through this unrighteous spirit, and behemoth, the vicious nature of Satan, Adam and Eve were mentally taken captive, and all Father gave them dominion over, legally became the property of the enemy. Right then, right there, Man's intellect was funneled through a knowledge totally foreign and completely opposite of the word and wisdom. Their nature was changed, altered, shaped, 
and molded to the enemy's image. They would no longer reason through the pure knowledge of the mind of God, making all correct decisions. They now made wrong moves and rationalized their mistakes through thoughts fed to them by the enemy. Always making excuses, they therefore never changed. What a horrible choice they made. Every living creature on the planet has paid the price for this decision. In fact, the whole universe was affected as the earth and all on it were now out of order and not in harmony with the rest of creation. We have a pretty good understanding of who the Lord, Wisdom, and Satan are. So now let us use a mental magnifying glass to better discern Wisdom's opposite. Her name is Leviathan. But this unrighteous spirit has as many different names as she has roles in guiding the lives of humanity. She is known as Jezebel in the home, Lady Luck in finances and sports, etc. She is treasured as the world's knowledge, and those that gorge themselves on her fruit are revered above others. She is, however, the most perfectly expressed through the world's many theories, secret societies, and religions. In these roles, she is labeled by God as Mystery Babylon. Revelation chapter 17 verses 4 through 6 describes her plainly. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. She appears beautiful, divine, godly, but having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. She is full of perversion. And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. Leviathan is a huge and powerful principality. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. She, combined with Behemoth, is the predominant force behind the death of God's people. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. This unrighteous, wicked spirit operates through both men and women. But because of the woman's place in society, she is for the most part the better choice to manifest her will. The world itself has a saying, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. They recognize the spirit, but have grown accustomed to her and allow it a place in their lives. She is frequently found to be domineering, but is not on her own a dominant personality. She is one that whines and complains to get her way. She becomes the queen mother when connected in any way to one in authority, however. Behind the scenes, she rules and conquers, feeding her ideas to the thinking of the one in authority to carry out her will. Whatever it takes to get her own way is her tactic. Scream, holler, yell, seduce, flatter, pamper, whatever strategy is called for to give her control. She makes her vessels, those she uses, critical-natured, discontented, quarrelsome people. Leviathan really doesn't love anyone, 
she possesses and smothers. Like her companion Satan, she too is permissive in all areas of society. For instance, she treats cleverness, cheating, and false scales as acceptable shrewd business practice. Sin can also operate through her children in the home and for the most part go unchastened. She encourages promiscuous behavior in the world through immodest dress trends, lewd entertainments, and you can see her total lack of regard for human relationships in the broken marriages and destroyed friendships that follow in her wake. Remember also, she replaced righteous wisdom in the hearts and minds of mankind, so her intellectual input will always be counterfeit, self-serving, and in opposition to God's law and His people. The facts are, as stated before, she has been with humanity since Adam and Eve, and therefore finds acceptance with the majority of humanity, while wisdom is ridiculed and shunned. You see, as the world's knowledge is foolishness to God, so is God's knowledge foolishness to Leviathan and those she rules. To begin with, it is impossible for her to comprehend God's thinking, so those she influences are trapped in this ignorance as well, and are also unable to discern the deeper things of God. Remember, she not only evilly governs the world's systems behind the scenes, Babylon is the world's church mother. You see, from the world's own news media, how seemingly godly religions are harboring sodomites, pedophiles, homosexuals, etc., she even divides them up in genders, encouraging debauchery and sexual deviation. She brings her perversion to men's meetings, women's meetings, and children's church. Revelation chapter 18 verses 2 through 4 explains very well what has evolved from Babylon's influence and the church's lack of wisdom. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons. Self-explanatory. A prison for every foul spirit. Her people are not delivered and set free. And a cage for every unclean and hated bird. Through uncleanness, she offers the unacceptable sacrifice of prayer and praise to God. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Hypocrites in priestly robes make money from her people. Merchants make her icons, her robes, etc. God commanded those that say they love him to make the choice to leave her. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. But it is not just the church we must escape. This unrighteous spirit, linked up with the nature of Satan, is now operating in humanity at the highest intensity ever and giving birth to a society of unprecedented corruption. Even worse, this perverseness is accepted as the norm for a large part of the world. 
Leviathan causes man to oppose and contradict truth, to refuse discipline and direction, and to just naturally deviate from what the Word considers correct or moral. Over 2,000 years ago, Apostle Paul warned and prophesied to separate from all this. How much more does this apply today? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14-18 through 18. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Period. Very plain. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? You become like the company you keep. For what accord has Christ with Belial, or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? Two different kingdoms, two different masters, two different species. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. All this started in the garden with the two trees. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 to judge the fruit of people, to see which tree they have become a part of. Matthew chapter 7, verses 16 through 25. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit. They are law-abiding and love truth, but a bad tree bears bad fruit, the direct opposite. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Music to the ears of Leviathan and Behemoth, confusing to those taught once saved, always saved. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock, the word with wisdom. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. House of God, house of Israel, the tabernacle of David, and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. This is the church glorious, the church triumphant, the leaves that heal the nation, as they are grafted into the tree of life. In closing, many today, just like Adam and Eve, are eating rotten fruit from the tree of good and evil, and perfectly content with the inferior, substandard knowledge they are being fed. Leviathan, their constant companion, 
guides them up the same old primrose path leading to corruption. Over and over, man keeps making mistake after mistake. They rationalize their problems through the world's knowledge, only to cause history to repeat itself. There is a harvest going on, people, a separation of those that eat from the tree of life from those that choose the tree of good and evil. Which tree have you chosen?'